Welcome to Con Café for the 27th day of December, year of our Lord 2022. We're looking at the epistle, letter to the Hebrews, chapter 2, verses 10 to 18, in the modern version of the Bible called the Message Bible. The devotional is called Pioneer of Salvation. And as we hear it, may we be blessed by it. May it make us also, along with Jesus, pioneers of salvation to help others come to know the saving grace and saving power of Jesus Christ to all who seek him, who need him, who love him, who trust him, who want to walk with him. So I would pray that this would bless you and bring a blessing to your life. Here now, God's word, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 10. It makes good sense that the God who got everything started and keeps everything going now completes the work by making the salvation pioneer, that's Jesus, perfect through suffering as he leads all these people to glory. Since the one who saves and those who are saved have a common origin, Jesus doesn't hesitate to treat them as family saying, I'll tell my good friends, my brothers and sisters, all I know about you. I'll join them in worship and praise to you. Again, he puts himself in the same family circle when he says, even I live by placing my trust in God. And yet again, I'm here with the children God gave me. Since these children are made of flesh and blood, it's logical that the Savior took on flesh and blood in order to rescue them by his death. By embracing death, taking it into himself, he destroyed the devil's hold on death and freed all who cower through life scared of, to death of death. It's obvious, of course, that he didn't go to all this trouble for angels. It was for people like us children of Abraham. That's why he had to enter into every detail of human life. Then when he came before God as high priest to get rid of the people's sins, he would have already experienced it all himself, all the pain, all the testing, and would be able to help where help was needed. This, dear friends, is the word of God for the people of God. We say, gracias a Dios. Thanks be to God. I thought I would share with you um, a poem that I saw posted by a friend of mine on Instagram, and I thought it was very appropriate for this time of year. It, it relates to Christmas, and it relates to this passage. It was written by the Reverend Dr. Howard Thurman. He was a pastor, an author, a college and seminary professor, and dean of two major university chapels, including Marsh Chapel and Boston University, a Methodist, historically related um, United Methodist um, University in Boston. He was the first black man to be the dean of a major white university's chapel. Among all that he wrote, I believe this to be timeless and timely for us. It's called The Work of Christmas. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoners, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among the people, to make music in the heart. That, dear friends, is the work of Christmas. Now, Jesus' work at Christmas was to complete his Father's desire for all the world. 
It meant that he wanted to lead all people to glory. That's Jesus. As I've stated before, a certain megachurch has as its, has as its mission statement this phrase, our mission is to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. That's the complete mission statement. I'll say it again. Our mission is to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. Now, this passage speaks of Jesus immediately treating all people as family. You and me are part of Jesus' family. Placing himself in that same family so that we could identify with being part of a caring circle of people. Jesus took on flesh and blood just like us and even accepted death as part of his life. This was done in such a way that even those who were, quote, scared to death of death, close quotes, could know that he destroyed death for our sake. He so identified with you and me, with humans, that he could save us. Think about that. The best teachers and coaches that I had in my life, and perhaps you will relate to this too, were those who knew how to identify and integrate themselves into our lives and show us how to best learn, study, and succeed in all things. Those teachers that I mentioned, they knew me. They cared about me. They asked about me, asked about my family, and took an interest in all aspects of my life and so knew how best to help me. And believe me, boy, I needed it. I needed it. And in the same way, Jesus knows you and cares about you. There is no area of your life that is too minor or insignificant, as we sometimes think they are, that Jesus does not care for or about you. Yes, he loves you and he loves me that much. So, dear friend, listen, whatever you may be facing, Christ is with you. Whatever you think you cannot overcome, Christ is with you and has overcome it before and he can do it again. If you're still carrying the weight of guilt from a past sin, turn it over to Jesus. He will take it from you and toss it, as Micah says in the Old Testament, into the deepest part of the sea. And then Revelations gives it away when it says, and the sea was no more. That means, dear friends, Jesus has forgotten about it, and so should you, and so should I. God is good. Let's pray. Loving God, thank you for identifying with me and my situation and condition. I turn over to you those areas of my life that had weighed me down so much, and I ask you for strength to move forward with your help. In Christ Jesus, I pray and we pray. Amen. Dear friend, have a great and blessed day in the Lord. I thank you for tuning in. If this has brought a blessing to you, I pray you would share it with someone. Forward it to others. Here's your call to action. Turn your life and worries over to the Lord. Receive my blessings and joy and peace. I'm Pastor Adi Valverde. Let me close with a prayer request that I got just a few moments ago. Um, the Reverend Dr. David Alvides, he's a retired pastor, dean, and professor, a friend of mine who lives in San Antonio, is in the hospital, and, and desperately needs our prayers. Please pray for David and pray for his wife, Pauline, as well. In 1980, when I was hired and appointed to be the United Methodist Campus Minister at then Pan American University, now University of Texas, Rio Grande Valley, UTRGV, David was our neighbor. He and I both lived on 14th Street. He lived a couple of houses down. 
And at the time, he was dean of the School of Social Work at Pan Am. Later on, he moved to San Antonio and became a uh, professor at, uh, I think, UTSA. His mother, uh, May Alvides, was active at the time uh, at the church where we attended worship, and that was at a buen pastor in Edinburgh. And I close, unlike, you know, if we didn't have enough to say already, but on Friday, most of you get my Friday faith reading, and this one just, I couldn't wait to share. It's called The Belated Gift. There was a woman who had waited until the last minute to send Christmas cards. She knew she had 49 folks on her list, so she rushed into a store, bought a package of 50 cards without really looking at them. Still in a big hurry, she addressed the 49, signed them without reading the message inside. On Christmas Day, when things had quieted down somewhat, she happened to come across the leftover card and finally read the message she had sent to 49 of her friends. Much to her dismay, it read like this. This card is just to say, a little gift is on its way. Suddenly, she realized that 49 of her friends were expecting a gift for her from her a gift that would never come but unlike that lady our gift has come and that's jesus christ may the lord bless you and keep you please know that i love you and i thank god for you amen